In these bleak days, humanity is at a breaking point. Economies are tanking. The woke mob is canceling everything. And the little guy, who's just trying to run a small business, is getting screwed from both ends. But not all is lost. Amidst the chaos, two men offer up their voices in the darkness, dropping 2,000-pound laser-guided truth bombs on today's lunacy. Introducing the Sirens of Sanity, David Pridham and L. Bradley Sheaf. Hello, everybody. David Pridham and Brad Sheaf back with you as we are each and every week. And Brad, we mean business. I believe that's true, buddy. Generally speaking, when you and I get together, it means that we mean business. Yeah. And we are excited. Uh, we are both, um, you're just back from your road trip to the Great Salt Lake doing some work for the, uh, probably for the agency. I am in lovely Sawasota, Florida, um, where, uh, Everything is right with the world and people can learn more about our show on IPfrequently.com. That's the website. And also on the Instaface at IP underscore frequently. Outstanding. I encourage everyone to send whatever their social media requests may be to that address. And I will get to them in the fashion I usually do. Yeah, very. He expedites things. And I can tell you to all the folks that have sent things in, a lot of people have sent in patents. They've sent in prior art specifications, Brad, and a couple of men sent uh, pairs of trousers. I'm not sure what that's about, but of course, Brad will sign whatever you send. He'll put the trousers on, in fact, to take a photo for you. Um, really anything for our loyal fan base. So this week, everyone's excited as they saw on the Instaface, the, the brackets are out. Okay, the brackets are out. We are uh, obviously pairing up the uh, top song of the 80s tournament, the Sweet 16, with the uh, NCAA tournament where the bracket has uh, been released as well. And we're about to get into those games in a day or so. I, they may have already had some. This is uh, very exciting. And we haven't even begun yet, Brad. And the, and the groundswell of support for some of these songs is through the roof. Well, that doesn't surprise me, buddy. People have their favorites. They have their loyalties. They have the horses they like to ride. 80s music is huge. And so, yeah, no, I'm not surprised at all that there would be a groundswell of support, much like there is for some of these, you know, mid-major basketball programs that we only get to see once a year. Yeah, very, very exciting. Uh, very exciting stuff. Uh, so, Brad, why don't we just dive right into the brackets? And this week, of course, the round of 16. So we've got eight games. These are these are uh, battles between songs of the 80s and brad and i have all of your votes we've also got the folks at arthur anderson who have done some tabulations of the uh website votes the instaface the facebook so in the east bracket brad we've got the top of the bracket the number one seed survivor eye of the tiger rocky big hit uh versus ario speedwagon from down under their hit, Keep On Loving You. And I think this, Brad, is probably a walkover, but uh, let's see what you uh, what you say. Well, yeah, Ario Speedwagon, actually, from Champaign, Illinois, my friend. So for those listening in the Midwest, this is your band. Who's I'm the not... group from Down Under? Well, you've got Men at Work, mm -hmm. right? 
Men without hats, I believe, also. Air supply. Air supply. Who is air, air supply? supply? Okay. There yeah, that's it. Yeah. So air supply, not part of this particular contest. Uh, myself, I'm going to go with Keep On Loving You. I love REO Speedwagon, named after a fire engine. A lot of people probably don't know that. Right. I'm going to go with Eye of the Tiger. It was the song of uh, the big Rocky film. And I, th- I think it's uh, clearly uh, the number one seed in the overall tournament. We'll let uh, Jared cast the deciding vote. I'm going to go with REO. Okay. That's a uh, big that's upset. Jared checking in from the uh, space capsule, which he orbits the Earth in order to produce our program. Uh, and it is a big upset, buddy, but that it will occasionally happen. You will occasionally have, very rarely, but you will occasionally have a 16 seed take down a one seed. And it just happened here on IP Frequently. That is amazing. That is amazing. So Survivor is out. They were my favorites to win it all. Obviously, I put a couple of shekels on them. So I'm going to be taken to the cleaners, proverbially, proverbially. But of course, that's something that doesn't Very uh, hard to really get to happen. The cleaners, though, buddy, traffic. 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 Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of traffic out there, Brad, in Sarasota. Yeah. Uh, next, the bridge. The two-three matchup is intriguing in this oh, bracket. Okay. We've got right. Michael Jackson with Billy Jean. Would have thought it would be tr- thriller, but obviously not. And uh, the police with every breath you take. Um, again, we've so got this all is a the two versus a three. It's not a two versus a 15. It's a two versus a three, because what we've done for some reason is we've divided these up into four, um, uh, four mini brackets within the overall bracket. So this is the East regional and whoever wins this, no matter what is going to be the favorite in the next round, because again, um, the four seed in this region was Aria Speedwagon. Oh, I thought they were a 16. Okay. So well, we listen, four, they were they were at least one. they were at least a 13, most likely a 16. That that's that's probably right. But in this bracket, there are four seats. Again, this is bracket okay. bracketology, songs of the 80s. This is this is harder than I thought it was going to be to keep straight. So but you're I, just gonna pick pick a pick one. I mean, that's right, that's okay. really what it's about. That's really what it's about. All right, yeah. I may be overthinking it. Uh so again, we've got Billy Jean and the police every breath you take which okay, is well, one of yeah. the one of the uh the key uh anthems of the 80s you yeah, loved it uh, yeah i did i did i do i'm going police there i am going police as well bye bye michael jackson and both the one and the two seed brad are gone in this bracket the midwest the number one seed queen with another one bites the dust against mm-hmm. your favorite from the midwest john cougar pink houses Pink houses. I, 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 that's easy for me. I was never a huge pink house. I like John Cougar. Pink houses was never my favorite. So this is easily Queen. I was gonna. Uh, I was gonna say Jack and Diane is his best song. I agree with you. Queen goes through to the next round of eight. Uh, the two three battle. This is a hardcore battle. I believe you saw both of these bands at Monsters of Rock '86. Uh, Guns and Roses with Welcome to the Jungle against Rock You Like a Hurricane. The Scorpions. Oh, I'll tell you what, that's the best matchup we've had thus far. I mean, that is power on power right there. But you have to go, unfortunately. Yeah, you got to go Guns N' Roses there with Welcome to the Jungle. I mean, that was a breakout hit that created the buzz around that band. They were huge, still bigger than the Scorpions here in the good old United States. I'm going to go Guns N' Roses there. I'm with you on that one. Uh, next, we go to the Midwest, the Midwest. So, so in the in the in the the, the Mid East bracket, the one and the two go through to the round of eight. No, the Midwest, go. okay. Mm-hmm. We have the one seed "Living on a Prayer" by the great John Bon Jovi from the oh. band named Bon Jovi against "Angel" by Aerosmith. 
Oh. Oh, that's another toughie. I love Aerosmith. I, I like Soul Crusher for you. Yeah, it is. I like Bon Jovi. Great band, very musical. Got a lot of great hits. Living on a Prayer, interestingly, almost did not make the Slippery When Wet album and then became huge. Bon, John Bon Jovi didn't like that song. And they put it in front of they had next to the place where they were recording that album, there was a there was like a pizza place and they had what they called the pizza pie jury that they would run their songs by, just some kids that were eating pizza in there. And they liked Living on a Prayer. And so that made the Slippery When Wet album. And as much as I love Aerosmith, Angel is not, I'm not a huge power ballad guy. So that's not my favorite. Ah, this is a hard one for me, bud. I, I, uh, because Living on a Prayer is not my favorite Bon Jovi. You know what? F it. It it was good enough for the pizza pie jury. It's good enough for me. Living on a Prayer. Well, listen, I am uh, in agreement with you. They, he is a, John Bon Jovi is a Patriots fan. Uh, oh, Aerosmith, Aerosmith goes home. Um, Aerosmith uh, is from Boston, though. I know. I know. It's hard for me. Really, that oh, was hard. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Next, Brad, two, three. We've got Billy Joel with It's Still Rock and Roll to Me, although that could have been a 70s song. I'm not sure how it stuck in, um, but we're not going to question it versus We're Not Going to Take It by the great Twisted oh. Sister. Yeah, that's easy for me. I, I, Twisted Sister was amazing in concert. I'm going Twisted Sister there. Yep. D. Snyder is 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 the beast um the west bracket the number one seed and this is one of the one that kind of surprised me because i i'm not 100 sure this is an 80s song where there was a lot of controversy when they were rolled out as a number one seed um captain and Tennille with do that to me one more time mm-hmm. as the one seed going against uh bruce springsteen born in the usa as the four hard it's hard, it's hard. <laughs> it is hard you know it really depends on what the that is i mean not to be clinton-esque mm-hmm. but you know it really kind of depends on what is going to happen one more time particularly to me as to whether or not i can go captain and Tennille there i'm not a huge springsteen guy he's gone dramatically downhill in his you know later years springsteen has done a lot of stuff i'm not a huge fan of over the last decade or so uh, but i think if you're doing rock songs of the 80s Mm-hmm. You pretty much have to go born in the USA there. I'm going to go with Captain and Tennille. Jared, you have the tie-breaking vote. Captain and Tennille, I'm actually not too familiar with, so I don't even know if I qualify to mm-hmm. No, to it's, vote okay. In this, it's okay. Born we'll in the USA, I don't know. We know, where you're, we know where your bread is buttered. Did you have Tang this morning, by the way, while you're up there on the International I certainly hope so. Space Station? Tang. You know Tang? It's the drink of astronauts. I'm actually... Yeah. Yeah. He's on the far yeah. side of, of the sun at this point. <laughs> Jared, watch out. It's the asteroid. <laughs> um, next, Brad, the final um, uh, matchup of this round one. We'll wrap up this segment of the show with Jump by Van Halen mm. against Another Brick in the Wall, Part Deux by Pink Floyd. Well, buddy, that, that one is also fairly easy. Pink Floyd is amazing. I'm a huge Pink Floyd guy, but... Another Brick in the Wall part duh, comes from Another Brick in the Wall. Well, comes from the rock opera The Wall, which I mm-hmm. believe was 70s and not 80s, mm-hmm. whereas Jump is a very much an 80s anthem, huge hit, and uh, I'm going to go there. Uh, next, Brad, <laughs> we get to baseball. America's pastime, the great sport of baseball is back. Um, you must be happy. I mean, you they called you Cracker Jack as a kid because of how much you loved uh uh, the sport. Now everyone can rest easy. This impacts small business in any number of ways. And um, they did not adopt 
my proposal um, to allow each team one at bat a game with an old 1970s aluminum softball bat. They did not adopt that, um, but hopefully that'll be something that can come through the competition committee in the winter. Well, buddy, they, they should have adopted that long before they adopted the designated hitter for the National League. I mean, I just, I, I don't, it is as though baseball has decided that what it wants to do, it, it's, you know what? It is ironically like the plot of the great movie Major League, where the whole idea was that the trophy wife of the former Cleveland Indians owner who had passed on, and so she had inherited the team, and she didn't like Cleveland. She wanted to move the team out of Cleveland, but she couldn't do it unless they lost you know, some astronomical number of games. So she tries to set it up so that that happens. And it's a movie worth watching. If you haven't seen it or haven't seen it in a while, sit yourself down, pop some corn, watch Major League. But it's almost like baseball is parroting that plot for the entire game of professional baseball, right? With all of the decisions they've made, I cannot imagine that it is going to turn the tide of the just flight of fandom away from the game of baseball. You can learn more about us on our website, IPFrequently.com. It sounds like it's spelled and it's spelled like it sounds and on the web, uh, on the social media, Brad's social media is uh, on the Instaface at IP underscore frequently. Uh, Brad, uh, what a start. There's already buzz in the room. People making their wagers on the elite eight of 80s song hits. Um, we had a huge upset. Uh, excited about that. But next, Brad, we'll go on to the conflict in the Ukraine. I mean, if we must, it, the whole thing is, you know, just it just again, it just goes to show how bad things can get when leadership universally sucks. Well, listen, speaking of uh, sucky leadership, uh, the people's choice, John Forbes Kerry is in the news. He was at a special summit on climate change where uh, the people's choice uh, seemed to downplay the uh, big migrant crisis that is happening across Europe with the bombardment the Ukrainian people are taking by saying uh, something to the effect of, if you think uh, migration is a problem now, wait until climate change impacts it even more, um, uh, basically saying that uh, the uh, whole green energy lobby is much more important than what's happening in the Ukraine. And you sort of add that nonsense to your uh, hero, Kamala Harris, uh, who goes over there this week and uh, says that for, first she says that, you know, Ukraine, like all NATO companies, uh, countries is uh, um, is is strong and will protect them. And obviously Ukraine is not in NATO. If it were, we'd be in the middle of World War III. Um, but then she starts nervous, nervously laughing when asked questions about no-fly zones and about uh, how uh, we're going to get uh, armament to the Ukrainian uh, military. Uh, all in all, Brad, I would say it's amateur hour uh, on, the, uh, on the old world stage for the U.S. We talk about this every week, but folks, pay attention. I mean, these are all either elected officials or those put in place by elected officials. You got Kerry, who cannot comprehend what is going on around him, right? I mean, that when you use a phrase like, if you think that's bad, you should look over here. What you are saying is ignore that because this is the more important issue. So what John Forbes Gary is saying is, look, ignore all of the human crisis that is clearly now 
resulting from Russian war crimes. Ignore that human tragedy that is happening before your very eyes, because it's possible that there might be a larger migrant crisis at some indeterminate point in the future, although we have predicted this for years and years and years and it's never happened. I mean, you just, you have to be an idiot to open your mouth and let those words come out. I mean, it's just, I mean, amateur hour, to call it amateur hour is to take a harsh swipe at the average amateur who's just trying to do his thing. I mean, if I were, well, you and I are clearly amateurs at this. I am offended as an amateur to be compared with Kamala Harris and John Forbes Carey. Well, a little more color into this. Uh, first, John Forbes Carey, the people's choice. He said, quote, instability, conflict, death and destruction in Ukraine is happening in the context of a global existential crisis and pales in comparison. So that's your climate czar <laughs> who was appointed by um, the, the, the president of the United States. And on top of that, Kamala Harris goes to Warsaw, where she meets with the Polish president. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what a disaster that was, where she gets up in a in a press conference. And when asked about uh, Ukrainian refugees and where they were going to be placed, she started to laugh uncontrollably to the point where um, President uh, uh, President Zelensky's ex press secretary tweeted out, quote, it would be a tragedy if this woman became president of the United States. So, um, I mean, what, what a nightmare. And, and it's it's almost as if everyone is freelancing and no one is running the show. And if you are at home, Brad, running a small business or at work, um, you have to be looking at this wondering if maybe it's time to uh, to, to relocate to the green fields uh, of Canada. If your concern is leadership, I don't think you're helping yourself by going to the great white north, right? I mean, that the, the leadership there is arguably as bad as the leadership here. Um, but the former the Ukrainian president's former press secretary is not far from wrong. It would be an immeasurable tragedy should Kamala Harris become the president of the United States. It is an immeasurable tragedy that she is the vice president of the United States. And I'm not saying that because, you know, of politics in general. I mean, obviously, Ms. Harris's politics and our politics do not, you know, sort of line up as a general rule. Yeah. But you can set all that aside. I mean, she has now been showcased on the world stage on a number of occasions and on every single one of those occasions to give her an F is to be generous. Right. Yeah. And, and and I cannot understand. There has to be somebody, bud. There has to be somebody in the Biden administration who is watching this and like waving their hand, perhaps timidly saying, hey, uh, she's really, really bad. It is nuts. Just a little more color on this, Brad, when she was standing there and the visual was great with all of the American flags and, and Polish flags behind them. She and President Duda of uh, Poland uh, were conducting this press conference. She, they were asked about the um, uh, the, about the refugee crisis, she broke out in laughter, said, and I quote, a friend in need is a friend indeed, and then turned to Duda for him to answer the question. So it is amateur hour at the White House. And listen, there, there are other issues that have to be 
considered, right? We have been talking for weeks about sanctions and, and how the American sanctions would impact small businesses. For example, we told you last week that if you had Russian vodka, you had to pour it out, um, get rid of it. And uh, you know that's part of our sanctions. Well, now Russia has come out and sanctioned the American uh, government. They have uh, banned or barred uh, Joe Biden, his son Hunter, um, and Hillary Clinton, among others, from uh, traveling to Russia. Um, so that's that's the, the first sanction. And then, Brad, in addition to this, um, Russian state TV is calling for reparations from the U.S. over the sanctions, and they have um, demanded the return of Alaska and California's Fort Ross. Um, and so it looks like we're going to be losing part of the U.S. as part of this as well. I don't know if they've already firmly taken control of Alaska, but the last time I checked, they did have some communist uh, state legislators. Um, but it looks like the U.S. is going to be shrinking and uh, Russia is going to be uh, gaining on their uh, on their eastern uh, flank. Well, buddy, they've gained all the way around there. Right. So they have banned Joe and Hunter Biden and Hillary Clinton from coming into their country. There is not a country on earth who, if they were telling the truth, would not want to impose that exact same ban, right? I mean, how are you ever doing yourself a disservice by not letting any of those three people into your country? I don't care what your country is, right? So that is a win for Russia. Now, when you think about ceding Alaska and part of California back to the Russians, everyone listening to that, I'm sure, just you know, sort of quietly smirked or laughed in themselves. Ha ha, we're never going to do that. Stop and think. Stop and think about your current leadership. Would you really be surprised? Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. I mean, it makes you yearn for the days where Dan uh, Quayle was adding an E to the end of potato and uh, Sarah Palin was saying that she could see Russia from her front porch. I mean, it, there is a very real danger now with these um, with with this call by Russia that Alaska will be ceded to the Ruskies. And um, again, this is the um, same state television commentator who, as part of the sanctions, had two of his villas seized on Lake Como. Um, finally, Brad, some on, on the wrapping up the Ukraine talk, there is some reporting in from our uh, spooks or spooks overseas. Brad, uh, uh, trying to get to the bottom of what is driving the invasion of the Ukraine by the Ruskies. Um, and there is a report out that Putin is, quote, suffering from roid rage from steroid treatment for cancer. Uh, the intelligence gathered by U.S. spook agencies suggests that he is suffering with uh, cancer, Parkinson's disease or dementia. His face is bloated and his neck could be potential side effects of the prolonged use of steroids. And Brad, the reason I bring this up, right, the reason I bring this up, obviously, we know that anabolic steroid use drove the growth of the uh, World Wrestling Federation in the 1980s, Hulk Hogan, the ultimate warrior, Hulk Hogan. Um, the reason I bring this up is because this week on Twitter, Elon Musk, the great uh, American businessman, some would call him a tycoon, others wouldn't, um, challenged uh, Vladimir Putin. And, and his tweet was, I hereby challenge Vladimir Putin to single combat the stakes are Ukraine. And again, single combat, I believe, Brad, you would know more about this than I since you boxed in the Navy. But I believe this is sort of trial by combat. Um, and uh, 
I believe that the, the, you, you get to pick one weapon and it's in an octagon. I'm not 100% sure. He probably did it because uh, Putin um, was distracted potentially with the Ukraine conflict and maybe he wouldn't train as hard. But what do you think about this, Brad? Do you think he's on steroids? Do you think he's got roid rage? And what do you think about this potential match in the octagon with Elon Musk? Well, buddy, I mean, you know, first and foremost, let's point out that this is going to exclude Vladimir Putin from the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. I'm not really sure whether the roid rage is behind the going into the Ukraine. The, the Elon Musk thing, if we're going to have trial by combat here and we're each going to send out our champion and the West is going to send out someone and the East, if you will, is going to send out Vladimir Putin, is Elon Musk that guy? Well, I mean, he's the only one that challenged him to a, to a fight. Yes, I, so I, I understand, understand that. I hope that's not true. I mean, I is does Mr. Musk has any sort of training in this environment? Maybe he does. Well, I mean, I, I I understand that he potentially may, but he also may not, Brad. I mean, it's he may not. I can tell you um, that uh, it could be that he sees an advantage in the battle because Putin has lost his honorary judo karate black belt um it's been stripped as part of the sanctions it could be that he sees some vulnerability there but if what we're going to do is focus on the ability to fight and the um pairing that with an honorary black belt from a judo association why wouldn't we just send out trump well i yeah i mean again i think uh, he does have the honorary black belt Putin does not have his anymore. Although, you know, again, stripping the title does not necessarily strip the skill set. Uh, I think in, you know, just if you were looking for two total jackasses to fight each other uh, to the bitter end, then that those are that is your pick, right? You get yourself a Putin, you get yourself a Trump, you throw them in there and uh, you're going to get what you came for. But again, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, we've got a lot of good choices on this side of the fence, right? I mean, if we're going to fight Putin and it's going to be for the Ukraine, I mean, somehow I don't see the Ukrainian people rising to their feet with applause at the thought of their entire fate being in the combative, in the hands of the combative skills of Elon Musk or Donald Trump for that matter. Now, if it's a Twitter war, that you're looking for. And, you know, unfortunately, I think a lot of people in this day and age have confused the two. It's sort of like road rage, right? You're everybody's six, seven, two sixty when they're on their Twitter box with their thumbs a flapping and challenging each other to fights. It's a whole different ball of wax when you actually have to go toe to toe with someone. Yeah. Um, so if it's a Twitter war, I mean, Musk's probably okay. Trump's definitely near the top. He loves that kind of thing. But if you're actually going to fight, uh, we can do better than either Elon Musk or one Donald Trump. Well, Donald Trump is still in the news, Brad. Of course, he's been barred or banned from Twitter, so he can't um, fight that battle. But uh, he did. Uh, he, look, he's staying active. He's teasing another White House bid. And uh, this week he gave a wide ranging interview to a uh, local uh, newspaper. He started talking about uh, uh, his high, his quote, high aptitude for, for music and for a musical selection. I guess he is known for um, uh, picking out good songs at, at Mar-a-Lago. And, um, hmm. you know, he, 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 he said he is a big Broadway fan 
and uh, people let him uh, select songs that DJs will play at weddings and other events at Mar-a-Lago. Um, he said, quote, I pick the ones I like. I don't want to spin. I just want to pick the ones I like because everyone likes those. When he was asked, well, what his favorites are, he said, and I quote, you know what really gets them rocking? YMCA. YMCA, that's and then continuing the quote, YMCA, that's the gay national anthem. Did you ever hear about that? The gay gentleman national anthem, YMCA. It's great at rallies too, but especially weddings. So Brad, it seems like Donald Trump is focused. Um, he is uh probably studying this Ukraine thing, coming up with policies, and and he is uh, uh, selecting uh, song lists for DJs to play at Mar-a-Lago weddings. I mean, that is a uh, that is a twofer. And uh, how would you like to be some young bride walking down the aisle as the president of the United States, former former uh, has selected your entire playlist? Pretty special. Oh, buddy, that he does have a broad range of skills one Donald Trump, at least, you know, according to himself. Can we just take a time out here for a second? <laughs> and I, I, I mean, this, this guy was less than two years ago, the president of the United States. He was elected not by a you know majority of the people, but by a majority of electoral votes, which is fine. I was elected to that position because I, I, my personal belief is by and large, because people just hated everybody else who was running. I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I, I love the song YMCA. I think it's a great uh, song. I don't know about national anthems or any of that. I think that's a bit much, um, but I think we're, I, look, he, he's focused on the right things and I'm looking forward to Trump Hillary. Duh. Real quick, Brad, a quick RIP report. The actor William Hurt from the big chill. I think that was one of your favorite films of the 1980s body heat, which was a lot better uh, has passed away. And also Scott Hall, Scott Hall, who, who uh, was also known as Razor Ramon in the WWF. So this is a terrible week for uh, uh, iconic uh, actor, uh, actor uh, Bill Hurt and uh, the great Razor Ramon. Brad, what is your fondest memory of Razor Ramon? You know, I mean, just the way he used to come into the ring. I just thought, you know, showed his command of the art and his willingness to you know, not not go so over the top like you sometimes see today, but just, you know, look around as though who's going to have, you know, the cojones to get in here with me. And uh, I thought that was his best effort. Because, you know, I mean, obviously, buddy, once he got in the ring, it wasn't uh, it wasn't all it was cracked up to be. No, it, it, it was not. But he, he, he used to carry a toothpick and suck on it and then throw it at the crowd. I, I remember one of my first wrestling matches as a kid, I caught one of those toothpicks. I still have it to this day uh, because of COVID. Obviously I had to give it up, but uh, it's, it's somewhere safe and sanitized. Uh, we are working through all the uh, items of news and such that are important for business owners to know small and large. Uh, and uh, we are giving people the talking points that are going to take them through their week that are going to allow them to show off in front of their friends and show that they are the smartest person in the room. Next, Brad, we have a big uh, seismic shift in the uh, podcast. COVID corner is being replaced. Uh, obviously, COVID Ooh. seems to no longer be an issue in the U.S., although President Obama, former, uh, has uh, contracted COVID and announced that he has a sore throat, um, uh, but uh, he is uh, responding 
fine to treatment. So uh, we're going to move on from COVID corner. And rather than that, Brad, we are going to talk about something that's near and dear to your heart and certainly something that's been spurred by uh, a couple of family members who are fascinated with the end times. They believe we are at the end times now. Mm. Uh, They have interpreted the Bible in such a way that permits it. And there are things going on in this world that they point to that they say evidence clearly that we are at end times. Mm -hmm. And uh, what would those things be, buddy? This week, Brad, on End Times Report, dust (laughs) from the Sahara Desert has dumped uh, a, a bunch of orange residue on the country of Spain, and it has colored the sky orange. It has colored the complete sky over Spain orange. In addition to that, hundreds of palm-sized Joro spiders that are the size of a child's hand, not a big child, but a medium-sized child. Mm-hmm. Um, they can they can apparently fly hundreds of miles. Um, they turn their webs into parachutes. And the understanding by the experts Right, the experts have weighed in and they say that they will be colonizing the entire East Coast of the United States this spring. Uh, so Joro spiders, these are deadly spiders. They can fly 100 miles plus. They turn their webs into parachutes. They go with the wind. Um, they uh, apparently are going to be colonizing the East Coast. And again, the uh, of course, the, uh, uh, the big end times, these are two of the data points that are pointed to by uh, people like my mother-in-law who believe that we're at end times. Brad, how do you explain the dust from the Sahara Desert being dumped just on Spain? And uh, what do you make of these Joro spiders? Will they colonize? Will they not? And if they do, will they form a homeowners association? Well, one would hope that they would, right? I mean, if you're going to colonize and you don't want to fall prey to the classic broken window syndrome where you know you allow one window to be broken then the next guy kind of allows his and you got doors hanging off hinges you need a homeowners association and you know i i don't know why we have to just judge the spiders i mean many people enjoy the east coast of the united states i myself do not but many people do you can tell by the population density there if you're a spider if you can fly if you've got your parachute web and you're just sort of looking at your wife and kids and saying hey where should we relocate mm-hmm. you do a little google search the east coast of the united states seems to be nice um, I, why wouldn't you i mean again I, I i personally do not see these things as signs of the end times but again i may be interpreting scripture a little differently yeah, uh, Brad, I don't know. I don't purport to be an end times expert, um, but uh, it, it does seem somewhat troubling, certainly for the people of Spain. I would recommend you get a dust buster and a bunch of Windex. It's going to wreak havoc on your windows. Um, and as to these Joro spiders, of course, um, you know, when they when they start parachuting into the East Coast, I would highly recommend uh, somewhere on the coast. Uh, great views, good water. Um uh, views. You can see all the boats that, that go out in the summertime, but then the wintertime, you got to get out of there. I, I would highly, unless you're, unless you're in Florida, I would highly recommend migrating to Mexico. And uh, in that case, uh, all would be, uh, all would be well. Next, Brad, we have uh, more on the Iranian U.S. Um, confrontation. This is in our international relations segment. And as you remember correctly, uh, the um, United States a couple of years ago, took out um, Kassan Salami. Uh, I believe it's Salami. I believe he owns part of the Kassam Salami fortune. Um, 
he was a um, uh, Iranian uh, military leader that was taken out in the Trump administration. Well, apparently Iran has finally got its revenge, Brad, a 21 year old uh, woman, Nika Nikobian. Um, has been charged with attempted murder. Uh, she met a man on the website Plenty of Fish, uh, which apparently is a website where men and women can uh, can can get together. They met on the uh, at the Sunset Station Hotel and Casino in Henderson, Nevada. Rented a room together. Um, got some mixers to make themselves screwdrivers, apparently like vodka and orange juice. And um, in the middle of uh, what appeared to be the beginning of intercourse. Uh, this woman, Nika Nikobian, who is an Iranian, um, uh, apparently blindfolded the John, I guess you would call him, and uh, and then stabbed him in the neck. He survived. But when asked why she did it, she said that uh, this was in revenge uh, to serve as revenge for the U.S. ordered killing of the Iranian militant leader. Uh, there was no connection whatsoever with the uh, victim and the, the death of Salami. Um, and I believe this woman wasn't even Iranian uh, in the first place, Brad. But it does seem like just when you think uh, you have the answer, the Iranian government changes the question. Well, but there you go. I mean, they are nothing if not crafty. I mean, I, I don't know that I would go on a website that isn't called Smells Like a Fish in order to find a date. Um, I think you're looking to be stabbed in the neck if uh, that's the route that you take. Um, but again, this just teaches us to be ever vigilant. I mean, nothing is safe when you have the crafty actors coming out of Iran and using these websites to lure unsuspecting American males into cheap hotel rooms uh, with or without mixers. It really doesn't matter. If, if you fall prey to that, shame on you. You're going to get stabbed in the neck. Yeah, nothing good can come from being blindfolded uh, with a complete stranger. I mean, nothing. There's nothing. I mean, it's not like she's going to give you a surprise. I mean, she gave him a surprise, but not a not a gift or, you know. No, it was nothing, an unpleasant surprise, yes. Nothing nothing um, good, uh, good about it. Uh, next, Brad, we go. And we said last week uh, that what we're going to do is report the news on the 2022 election. Right. So that people could be well versed in all the issues and the candidates. So when they go to the polling place, they could they could vote, pull the right lever, so to speak, and be uh, generally happy with uh, with with how they voted. AOC is one of the um, uh, shining stars of Congress. She is a Democrat. Uh, she is a big star on the Insta face and the Twitter and uh, really, really big uh, superstar. She is going out trying to elect uh, progressive candidates across the country, across the country. This year, she um, has uh, endorsed a, a, an immigration lawyer uh, in, her, in her early 20s to run for the House seat. And uh, apparently, uh, this immigration lawyer has a, a rather checkered past, uh, including a three-year affair while she was in high school with a, uh, a teacher of hers, um, and uh, various drug uh, offenses as well. Um, so it, it, it seems like, and, and she is still running, AOC is still backing her, uh, nothing, has, nothing has changed. But it would seem like uh, when you're endorsing a candidate on both sides, you probably, we, we probably need to do a little bit better in terms of uh, checking the background of said candidate. Well, you, you would like to think so, but it's not her fault. I don't know whose fault it is, 
but it's clearly not her fault, right? I mean, you know, these things happen. You wind up in three-year affairs. Drugs get in your system. Yeah, I think that's I think that's potentially right. She is not backing off. She's still running. Uh, she wants to be the, uh, the the she wants to be in the House of Representatives. And look, she appears to be just as vapid as AOC. So I mean, more power to her. I think it could uh, it could very well work out. Uh, next, Brad, we go to uh, the uh, segment of the week where we try to talk about uh, some of the uh, terror that's been going on in this country across the board when it comes to different types of animals. And last week we talked about the fact that uh, in um, uh, in uh, Sacramento, California and in, in the uh, um, various surrounding cities and hamlets, there is a an epidemic of turkey attacks where wild turkeys have been emboldened and no longer fear humans. And that's when they're obviously dangerous. Um, and we talked about that last week. We've uh, we've talked about some other issues this week. Brad, tragedy strikes yet again in the uh, volunteer state, the state of Tennessee, home of uh, Peyton Manning's college career. Um, the two gentlemen, Bobby Matheny and Tommy Gunn. Um, died this past week when they were, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, it's were, a very emotional moment. Yep. The, we have a gun and a Matheny dead. Yeah. When, when they were, when they were cornered and attacked by a frenzied camel, Brad, a frenzied camel in Obion, Tennessee. Of course, Obion is about a hundred miles North uh, East of Memphis. Um, apparently the Obion Sheriff's office got a call about a camel um, being let loose from a petting zoo, a local petting zoo, Shirley Farms petting zoo, where I think you did uh, spend some time. Um, when the uh, the sheriff's deputies arrived, they found two men dead and the uh, unhinged camel on the loose. They, they had not identified where the camel was. Um, they did ultimately, several hours later, find said camel and put it down. I believe they just pretty much shot it in the head. Um, but Brad, I, I, do you see a connection here? Um, you have the wild turkeys in Stockton and Sacramento. You have this Obian, the senseless Obian attack with this frenzied camel. You've got the monkey escaping from the uh, quarantine truck. D do you see all these as linked? Yes, they've had it. The animals have had it. I mean, first of all, if you go to Obion and you're not keeping your head on a swivel for camels, you're an idiot. Right. I mean, this is not the first time two people have been killed in Obion, Tennessee, by a camel. Pay attention. But the animals have clearly had it. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it, it, it a little more color, I guess. These two gentlemen, Matheny and Gunn, uh, went to the uh, Shirley Farms to try to help capture the camel. The camel had been released. It's not clear, Brad, how the, ca the camel got loose, um, but they were there to try to help. And, and, and the animal cornered them and attacked and he stomped them both to death. Um, now a camel expert has come forward and he said, look, when fully grown quote, uh, camels have enough strength to crush arms and legs along with your neck while also kicking forward and backwards. Uh, most animals can only kick backwards as donkeys, Brad, for example, donkey, but camels will do a combination of all the things while kneeling forward to crush you. And uh, Shirley Farms, again, the home of the enraged, frenzied camel had no comment. Well, yeah, I mean, it's hard to comment on that. And I'm look, I'm glad we have camel experts. I mean, I, how else would you have ever figured out that an animal the size of a camel might be able to hurt you if you cornered it, 
Next, Brad, we get back to our favorite family, the royal family. Um, we have Queen Elizabeth, who is now slowly on the mend, getting back into her day-to-day um, duties. Prince Charles, of course, still skiing at Closters with the Duchess of Cornhole. Um, but uh, Queen Elizabeth has now said that she is very unlikely to ever meet Prince uh, Harry's daughter, um, who I believe I believe her name is Chantel. Uh, she is never going to meet Chantel because of this royal rift and because of Megxit, Megxit Brad. Um, and at the same time, Thomas Markle, who is the um, the uh, the father of Megxit, uh, the, the the girl there, the, the the former princess. I think I'd call her princess anymore, but the father uh, has slammed her and quote her quote ginger husband for being reprehensible people. I feel bad for young Chantel, um, but again, you make your bed and then you must lie in it. Lay down in that bed. Yes, that is what we are seeing here. And the fact that children often get dragged into this crap bed that their parents have made is unfortunate, Mm -hmm. um, but is again, just the deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, This week, Brad, Brad Barter banned declawing cats. Uh, the state of Maryland, your former stomping grounds, um, is uh, now set to ban declawing cats. Uh, they have said that they believe it's a right protected the Constitution for cats to have claws. I can't help but think that this is somehow connected to those frenzied camel and perhaps the wild, crazy turkeys. Uh, because if you give cats claws, obviously you give them weapons like Wolverine, Brad. I, I really have no feeling one way or the other on declawing cats. I'm not an expert on that. Uh, I, I do find it very suspect, though. I mean, here's what's going to happen. If you don't allow people to declaw cats, <laughs> right, then no one's going to want to have a cat, yeah. right? They're, they're just going to tear the place up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this whole idea of these animal lovers, they're, they're also jump ugly with you over stray cats, right? Yeah. Well, now there's gonna be, you know, no one's gonna have a domesticated cat because you can't, you can't declom. So they're all gonna be stray cats, but that plays perfectly into the hands or dare I say paws mm-hmm. of who? The cats, my friend, yeah. that's what they want. They want hordes of wild, rampaging, feral, fully clawed cats and clearly I mean, if you were asking yourself the question, if you are listening to us in Maryland, and we talked about California with the turkeys, we talked about Pennsylvania with the with the monkeys, you've, and you've got uh, Pennsylvania or Tennessee. Obeon, 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 Tennessee with the camels. If you're asking yourself, geez, I wonder what animal is coming for us. You got it. Now, you know, that's why you listen to IP frequently. You need to be on the lookout for cats. You see a cat, you take right. action. You've got to tamp this obviously well-planned, obviously well-disguised move by the cats to take over Maryland. You got to tamp that down. So this has to be barred. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say neither because I don't think cat declawing should be barred or banned. I think you should be able to declaw your cat anytime you want. And I think that will keep the cats off the streets. It'll potentially help in the fight against the camels. We will be investigating that and we will see you back here next week on IP Frequently. This has been IP Frequently, once again clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth. You're welcome.